Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, episode number 99, Business of Design. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kimberly Selden. I'm an interior design professional just like you, and I am really slammed right now. I got myself into a bind with a couple of presentations. I put a little too close together and each of those independent jobs grew a little bit, which I usually think is a great idea, but I just found myself squeezed a little bit in terms of the timing. And for me, the danger is phoning it in. You know what I mean? Just like doing the easy thing for the client instead of really giving it my all, really thinking about, wow, is there something else we could do in this space that would blow her mind? Because that's what they're paying me for. They don't need me to go out and get them a matched set of furniture from a big box store. They can do that themselves. So I like when I'm doing a presentation to have at least a few things in there that make the client go, wow, I never thought of that. And that's what I'm having to dig deep for right now. So I don't know where you are at in your business, but let's do this together for sure. You are going to meet Jamie Ivey today. She's a designer from Virginia. I met her face-to-face at High Point. She's been a Business of Design member for some time, and she generously shared her transition from using an hourly fee contract to a flat fee contract when I met up with her at High Point last fall. I asked Jamie if she would come in and just talk about that. There's so many people who think that switching from an hourly fee contract to a flat fee contract solves every problem. Really, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It can give you a sense of security in so much as you don't have to speak to clients as often about fees, but it is the absolute surest way to be broke as an interior design professional, which is why for so many years with Business of Design, when we launched in 2004, I only talked about hourly fee contracts. We always did hourly and flat fee, but I only talked about hourly fees because until you understand what actually goes into a project, you are in grave danger of undercharging for your value if you go straight to flat fees. Jamie presented a unique opportunity for us to say, hey, you've been working in hourly fees for a while. What's going on now? How did that transition go? And she shares a story which I think is perfect. It certainly reminds me of myself every single job, even today. And that has to do with you come to that moment where you've calculated how much money it's going to cost for you to provide this service. And the number seems so big, you gasp internally and maybe even externally. And then that whole interior negotiation begins to happen. I wrote about that a lot in volume three, Win the Flat Fee Game, the third book of Business of Design series, the most recent of the books. I spent a lot of time talking about that internal negotiation where I know I need to ask the client for X number of dollars in order to complete this job so that it's a profitable project for me. I deserve that. After all, I work hard and I have bills to pay. But 
incredibly, even all these years later, when I see that number, I kind of panic. And I think, well, the client's going to freak. They're never going to go for it. What are they going to say? And I begin to try to come up with a reason why I can lower that fee. Jamie hit that wall and she did what I do now, which is she just presented the fee as it was the truth. And then she spent the next few days panicking that she would never get this job. They were never going to call her. She wrote it off. And sure enough, what happened? They come back and they say, yes, we want to work with you. And that is a glorious moment. That's the moment when you really, really get that there is a customer who will pay your fees. And then there are lots of customers who will hire you if you're a lot less money. Lots and lots. You can be extremely busy by charging too little money, but you can also be extremely tired. And I don't think that's the goal for anyone. So I love that Jamie's going to give us a little boost of courage by sharing her experience of facing that big number, giving it to the client anyway, and then getting the job. When I go to live speaking events, I always bring copies of the three books we have. Volume one is the foundation, what to charge, how to charge. Volume one also contains the contract I have all of my trades signed. So it's a really important volume. You can't really understand volume two unless you've read volume one. And then volume two is the evolution and the process of Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy. And sometimes people will say, well, I'm a member. Do I need the book? And the answer is if you're a visual learner like I am, a book can be really helpful because it can come with you. You can dog ear it. You can have it at your desk. You can go back and thumb through it and find the exact words of courage that you need. So yes, I think sometimes you do need the book, but I meet a lot of people who say, oh, I want to buy the flat fee book. And yet they've never done any of business of designs learnings. And I know for sure you can buy it, but it is not going to make sense for you. So you do have to invest in either becoming a monthly or annual member or having those books. The books have been from the beginning, from day one, $100 a piece. And it's funny, in 2009, when I launched the first volume, when I said the book was $100 at one of my speaking events, well, at any speaking event, the audience would go, oh, they would gasp like $100. And I'd say it was $150,000 in coaching that got me to this book. So you can contribute $100 for what's inside. And I guarantee you, you'll be happy with the information. And uh, so far, that has been true for every single person who's bought the book. So that's great. But here we are, 2019, we have not raised the price of the books. There's just something so lovely about $100 even. It's so easy. Uh, but we will be raising the price of all the books in 2020 for sure. Uh, for now, each one, $100. Volume 3, Win the Flat Fee Game is the book that Jamie Ivey is referring to in this episode. One more quick thing, and I promise I'll stop log rolling and self-promoting. We will get on to some information you can use. The three books are available at businessofdesign.com. We love if you would purchase the books from us. Your shipping and handling fees will be a reasonable price, and we make more money when the sale comes through us rather than through Amazon. So there you go. Volume one, have the professional life you've always wanted. Volume two, make every project satisfying for both you and your client. And volume three, win the flat fee game. 
Let's check in with the fabulous Cheryl Horn. Episode 99, how fast did that happen? Oh, I know. Episode 100 next week. That's, that's crazy. It went by, it went by really quick. I haven't felt like we've been doing this for a couple of years now. I know. I know. It's really exciting to see how much everybody has grown and business of design is growing too, which is why we need to give ourselves a raise, which is happening in one week. Last chance. If you want to get in on the current rate of $67 and 50 cents a month or $675 annual, don't panic though. The new rate, $79 a month, 790 annual, still the best investment you can ever make in your business. I guarantee you, you will make that money back over and over and over again. Don't even worry about it, but we would love to have you be a member sooner rather than later. Yes, and it is coming up quick. It's happening this week on February 15th. Um, as a premium member, you will have access to over 100 video courses. Uh, we do monthly group coaching sessions. The next one is coming up on February 27th. So if you're signing up this week, you will get to participate uh, in just a couple of weeks in that first session. Uh, you also now have access to a premium members only Facebook group. This is exclusively for our monthly and annual members. Uh, the conversations that are happening in this group are just amazing. Some of our members have been with us. They've been using the 15 steps for years now, um, and they're really stepping up and mentoring and helping those new to the community, others that are at the point where they're growing their business and need to know where to take that next step, how to do it, and um, are learning from those who, have, who are already there. It's really exciting what's happening. It feels like a, a legacy is born here. So uh, thanks, everybody. We're really excited to grow this community. We uh, sincerely appreciate your love and support. And we have had so many new members join over the last couple of months. So uh, welcome. If you're new to the community, if you've just found us and you've taken that next step and joined uh, membership already, uh, welcome. It's, it's been great um, meeting all the new faces in the community. And isn't it amazing, too, to, to realize we now have not, not one member from Nigeria, but a group of members in Nigeria. You know, when, when we started this, I, I could never imagine that I was not only not alone, but there were people all over the world doing what I did for a living, and we all could relate to the challenges of working in this tough business. So wherever you live, we're here for you, and we're excited you're listening to the podcast, too. Well, and I think it's it's always surprising, um, especially within the, the Facebook group and things like that, to see our members interacting from all over the world, that it really is the same process, the same systems. It works across the board. I get questions all the time. I live in the UK or I'm in Australia. Does this apply to me? And um, it's 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 great that it just, it's really across the board and everyone's learning from other people's experiences and it's the same, you know, it's, it's the same industry, no matter where in the world you are. So that's been really great to see. It really has. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Have a great week. You too. Welcome to the business of design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses plus Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. 
Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Jamie, nice to see you. It's nice to see you. Yeah, we haven't seen each other since High Point. I know. High Point was so fun. I loved our conversation. I know. We got into this really nitty-gritty, deep and vulnerable and honest conversation with a small group of designers, and uh, the tape stopped for whatever reason. It's not even tape. It's digital nowadays. I don't even know how to refer to it. So anyway, that's okay, because we can do it again. I know. I love it. (laughs) All right. So one of the things we talked about when we were hanging out at High Point was how do you transition to flat fees if you're used to hourly fees? And you had some really interesting insights, I think because partly because it's kind of fresh in your mind, right? Yes. I just, well, I'm wrapping up my first flat fee project right now and it's gone so well. I used your flat fee book and uh, your methods and I put my big girl panties on and (laughs) I did it and it's been so great. So I've had such success with it. So I kind of want to do... I still think there's times where hourly is better for me, but I do kind of want to transition and do more flat fees because it's just gone really well. So Yes. Okay. Well, let's dig into the first thing you just said there, which is when are the times do you think when an hourly is going to be more beneficial to you? For me, um, well, one, a little bit of my background, I'm I've done more um, high-end hospitality and multifamily. So residential still, I'm still kind of getting my feet wet. Um, so in terms of trying to figure out how long I think something's going to take me when it comes to, let's say a large kitchen renovation, um, I'm still trying to figure out how long that's going to take me. So I like hourly for that because also renovations, you never know what's going to come up. So for hourly for me is better. Um, it's safer. You, you feel like it is for me anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just finished a kitchen project and it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Um, because we kind of went around and around on layout. Um, Uh, all right. So since that kitchen project is fresh in your mind, I'm going to share with you some numbers I heard when I was in Texas recently, a lot of people are fans of having a number per room that they quote a flat fee on. In other words, if I do a living room, it's $4,000. If I do a dining room, it's $3,000. And the number that I heard repeatedly, I, I mean, truly repeatedly in all three cities, Austin, Dallas, and Houston for kitchens was $4,500. So oh, since that's yeah. fresh in your mind, how does that number suit you in terms of the kitchen you just did? $4,500. Uh, mine was more. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it was a, I mean, I think if it was a standard kitchen where the layout really wasn't changing, you may move the fridge a little bit or something, but it's basically just, we're going to get new cabinets, new backsplash or whatever, but the layout's kind of the same. That number could be right. The one that I encountered was a 1920s house where it had a pantry that was five foot five. They had really big old windows that were 18 inches from the floor, but they didn't want to touch them. And <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know. And they were stuck on having a kitchen island and the, the, the uh, width of the room was 12 feet wide. Ooh. By the time you put, I was like, oh man, this is, um, this is a challenge. So it just took a little bit of um, go round on the layout part of it. So it was more than 4,500. It wasn't like a whole lot more, but it was more, but we got to, 
I think, a really great solution. Um, so that's why I, for, I like hourly for something like that, because I, mm -hmm. I don't want to tell them, oh, yeah, it's $4,500. And then I'm sitting there working for $20 an hour because, you know, it's still not done and I'm going. Or, you know, I don't want to tell them $4,500 and then I keep billing, 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 and then it comes out to 8,000, you know, so. Right. Which is very difficult to collect on if you've quoted 4,500. So you say it was more than 4,500. I would think it would be a lot more than 4,500 from the day you started to the day the kitchen was finished. Uh, the kitchen's not finished. The kitchen's, um, just started construction. So I'm more of a consultant now on the project management side because they've got a contractor. So, okay. So um, then you're talking yeah. about um, your fee was more than 4,500 just to the presentation, step five. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. So, so now think about this. When I'm talking to designers who are telling me $4,500 for a kitchen, they mean from the day they start until the day that kitchen is completed. Yeah. I, I mean, that blows my it, mind. How do you, it, how do you work like that? How, that's I impossible. don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got a couple designer friends who I think undercharge, you know, um, I, I have it, a couple I thousand. A, I know. <laughs> well, so I mean, when I first started, I was having, I'm trying to find my designer network here and I would have, um, you know, lunch with friends. And I had this one designer friend who I love and she's like, yeah, I've got like 15 projects. And I mean, at first I was like, I'm so jealous. How do you have 15 right. projects? That's insane. But come to find out it's like the, what she's charging is so low that she has to have 15 projects to, you know, feed herself <laughs> and she can't hire anybody because she's not making more. So do I want 15 projects where my fee is really minimal? No. So, no. um, yeah, so I think I'm charging, I think what I should, but, um, that probably means it weeds out you know, 75% of prospective clients, but that's okay. That's great. Actually, that's a really good place to be. And I had a conversation with Andrew Mitchell from Australia and we were, had this whole conversation about quantity versus quality. There's so much emphasis on social media about quantity. Look at all the friends I have. Look at all the likes I have. Look at all the regram posts I have or whatever. When the reality is when it comes to interior design clients, you need a handful of really great clients and you've got a great year. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, I really have, I mean, I've only started this business, um, a year and a half ago. And for the first six months, it was one commercial client one, that was it. And it was a very large 15,000 square foot office. And I did everything from soup to nuts. I mean, even at the end, picking out soap dish holders. I mean, it was intense. So I really have only started like the residential business. It's been less than a year. So, I mean, at one, I can't expect to have 15 clients. I mean, I, that would be insane. But two, I think I've done really well at like smart growth and picking projects that, um, you know, I, that will pay me. <laughs> so yeah. Good for you. Okay. So clearly you have a background that has given you a window into business because the, the way you speak and the way you're analyzing and evaluating past projects tells me you already have an advantage over where I started, for example, and I wasn't in the habit of doing those things. So you can, in fact, switch to something like flat fees and make a determination as to whether or not it's successful based on a variety of criteria, how it felt, your confidence level, level, the success the client felt, and then of course, financially. So let's switch gears then and talk about uh, your transition to flat fees and how that happened and how it went. Uh, yeah. So I was I got an inquiry for a small condo lobby refresh 
and it, it's just a small little lobby with a with some mailboxes, a small elevator lobby. It was it's very it wasn't very big, and it wasn't a lot of furniture, a lot of FF and E. Um, it was more in my wheelhouse of what I've had experience in, and also being commercial. I know most commercial projects they prefer flat fee, and I said, you know, this is a great opportunity to do it to just start. Um, so I did, I got my prepaid consultation fee. I went down there, I did the consultation. Um, and then immediately when I got home, I wrote down my consultation summary, just like your book. And I basically, um, I did a consultation summary for the client. And then kind of on the other side, I just said, okay, if it's like pick finishes for the entire lobby, you know, my personal spreadsheet was like, okay, that means sourcing this final wall covering order sample. And I just like, just like went through and said exactly what I thought I needed to do. And then in terms of drawings, like how many hours do I think this elevation is going to take this, this, and I wrote it all down task by task estimation. And I've got the number based on my hourly fee. And I went, Whoa, there is no way they're going to pay this much. There's no way. I'm like, this is a third of their whole budget. Right. Um, and I said, I'm so glad oh. that doesn't just happen to me. It's still, no, yeah, and, by like, the way, every no- single time it happens to me, every yes. single time I'm like, there's no way I would pay yeah. that much money. And then I'm like, no. shut up. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> so well, think of somebody who's like new doing that. I was like, there's no way I was like, they're not going to pay this. But you know, I was like, you know, I can eat. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to reduce my fee. You know, I'm like reading your book. I'm like, I'm not going to do that because then that's going to make me bitter and not do my best work because I'm not making much money. So I said, well, I could reduce my scope or I could just put the number down, send it out into the universe and see what they do. So I put the number down. I said, I, I need a hundred percent payment up front. I was like, I'm going to do it. And, um, sent that off with the consultation summary. My contract was pretty much like yours and, um, just cross my fingers. And in the back of my mind that whole week, I was like, okay, they're going to come back and they're going to say, um, thanks, but no thanks. Or two, they're going to go, <laughs> we can't pay that. And I'm going to, what can I do to reduce my scope? I'm trying to think like, maybe I don't do drawings. Maybe I don't do this. And two weeks later I get, um, an email saying, Hey, can I give you uh, a phone call? I've got, I've got one quick question. I was like, Oh gosh. Okay. Um, we called each other and, <laughs> and the one, goes, what was the one quick question you were imagining? The one quick question was, Hey, can you add a wall sconce in the hallways? If you can do that for the same fee, then sure. We'll do it. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so I did it. They signed the contract. I got a hundred percent payment before I even started. And I was like, okay, that was easy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Great. I know it was so awesome. And is so, it too early for champagne? I kind of feel like we should pop so a cork yeah. right now. That's kind yeah. of awesome. I know it was kind of awesome. So, um, but I did it and like, I, I, I didn't have any lack of confidence in terms of like my design ability. It was like all like, were they willing to pay that? And they were, and they did. And it turned out great. I had, I gave them one round of revisions and it was like one small little wall that I needed to pick something else. I mean, it took me two hours and yeah, it went really well. And, um, I, tracked my hours just so I could see if I was coming in and what I thought. And I was $125 off. Like that was it. So I, I mean, it was kind of insane. It all worked out so well. And, um, it all worked out so well too, that the head of the condo board, uh, referred me to his management company and they've got another condo, um, in the area that they want a con the lobby refresh. So yeah. So 
Yay. I, I am so excited for you. And here's the thing, you know, you could have cut your fee in half and you yep. would have gotten the job. Yep. And you would never have known that there are customers who are willing to pay an appropriate fee for your services. Exactly. That For me, that was great because one, if I would have cut my fee in half, I mean, I thought this in the back of my mind. I was like, if I cut my fee in half or whatever, I thought they they would be willing to pay. And it went well. That would have been great. They would have referred me. And they would have said, yeah, oh, yeah, she can do it for 1500 bucks or something like that, you know? And then they would, yes. you know, and it would have been like, oh, well, no, this one, I'm going to do my real fee. Then they're going to be like, wait, you only paid or you only charged $1,500 for this. And now you're saying it's costing, you know, 8000 or so, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. So you're I'm really so glad right. that I like set the precedent at the beginning that, you know, I'm not cheap, but I'm worth it. So that's a trap that your designer friend in Virginia is in who has the 15 clients. Every client yep. says, Oh my gosh, you have to call so-and-so because she's so cheap. Exactly. Yes. I mean, she's even said that the developer said you're not charging enough. I'm like, if the developer is telling you, you're not charging, enough, <laughs> you're not charging enough. So, um, yeah. Wow. You take her out for coffee again and you give her a hug and you just try to encourage her to charge a little bit more. She's so awesome. Like she does really great work. I mean, really, she does mix of residential and commercial and she's great. And I'm like, you need to charge more. She's younger. I always feel like, I mean, I also had a previous career doing project management and IT consulting. So I've been around the block. <laughs> so I kind of know, like, if you don't ask for what you want, you're not going to get it. It's like, in anything. So, well, uh, and there's two things that you just said, which I think are really important that she does really good work. In fact, if she had seven clients that paid her twice as much instead of 15, she would do better work because the truth is when I had 42 clients, I was phoning it in some days. I yep. really didn't have time to give it a hundred percent. So I'm like, let's do what we did at so-and-so's house. Cause that was great. Let's do that. Instead of really taking time to dig in and think, how am I going to blow this client's mind and really impress them? Exactly. So, yeah. That's for me. It's like, I don't have that many clients right now, but I'm making more money than I did as a full-time employee at my last job because I'm, making good money and I can, and I have the time to really come up with great design. And like mm -hmm. every, when I give them a package, everybody's like, wow, this is so great. This is so, the design's great. It's very complete. Um, like that kitchen that costs, you know, a little bit more when I gave them the drawing package, it had elevations, floor plans, everything was spelled out. Every single piece was thought of, I mean, down to the hardware, the grout, the everything. So um, and it's not because I have the time to do it because I'm not stressed because I don't have to have 15 clients because, you know, yes. I'm charging 50 bucks an hour. So absolutely. And then the other thing you said, going back to the other designer is that she's younger. So that's a big trap. I, I was in that trap for a long time. And one day I looked up and I was like 45 and I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. I was younger. What happened? <laughs> I lost a decade of my life working like a maniac and making no money at all. So yeah. I, I really want to say to listeners, if you just started, if you're 21 years old, I don't care. Now is the time for you to adapt better business procedures and systems because 
why wouldn't you start making money from the beginning, right? And and I'm yeah. I'm looking at beautiful Jamie Ivy over here. You're young compared to me, right? You're you're quite young. So you have a huge career in front of you and this is your first year out of the gate and you're making more money than you did working for a big company. You have an unlimited potential to make money and you can create the career the career of your dreams by staying on the path you're on, which is so exciting. It is exciting. I, I mean, it's, I've always, I've always wanted to go into business for myself, but I was always too scared or that I wouldn't make enough money or whatever. And then I finally was like, what am I doing? Like, I can do this better. <laughs> like I can manage this better. I can, I can make more. I mean, I think the thing for me was, you know, working for somebody else. It was like, it doesn't matter if I work 40 hours or 80 hours, I'm making the same amount of money. And I'm like, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to try my hardest to be efficient and find places where I can make the most money and be the most successful. And it's slow. I feel like I'm not, you know, I feel like everybody wants things now, now, now. Um, so, I mean, it's been almost a year and I'm like, why am I not, you know, on the cover of architectural digest? Why do I not, you know, I'm like, all right, Jamie, simmer down. But, um, (laughs) you know, all in good time, I love. (laughs) So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm beginning. I'm, I'm, I think it's, I'm doing some smart growth. You know, I've got some goals for 2019, but I do think I've, um, you know, taking all my past lessons and yeah, and hopefully doing the right things. So I'm excited for you. Now I will say to be fair, working in a commercial environment has some advantages over residential in terms of flat fees, because the clients are working with a budget that's not completely theirs. Everybody in the building has contributed to uh, the budget that's going to go towards a new lobby. So yep. there's less of an emotional investment in that money. Exactly. For yep. sure. Yep. Yep. Also, That's why I wanted to start with commercial for my first flat fee, you know, so. Right, exactly. So so the danger when you switch to the residential is now you've got a homeowner who's funding 100% of the project and there's more emotional investment because they're going to be day by day living with the things that you pick. But if you have an opportunity to do um, something like Jamie talked about, a small condo, that's a really good place to kind of get your sea legs and then go out and do a residential project. Yeah. I mean, these, the condo lobby, I mean, it's commercial, but it's, it's like a mix. It's like commercial, but residential because I mean, they live there. I mean, they're not living in the condo lobby, but I mean, they get, they have to walk through it every day. So, um, and it's, it's homeowners who are, the condo board. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a great, for me, it was a great first project. I definitely want to get to, I want to do a flat fee for a non renovation construction project residential. I think that would probably be my next one, like a dining room or a living room or something. So, yeah. And then it's about managing that one revision. So if you've got a client who's indecisive, um, that's where things can go off the rail because you give them the presentation and then they want another option and another option and another option. But you know what I found? The higher that consultation fee is, the more likely I am to get a customer who really doesn't want to lift a finger and is going to listen to me and believe me when I tell them this is what you should do. I, I do. I also, I truly believe, I know this sounds silly, but you've talked about it too, or it's like the higher your hourly rate is or how the higher your fee, they consider you more of an expert. 
you're charging more, you obviously must know what you're doing. So they're not going to second guess you as much. So I, I, that's what I think. I, I can tell you like personally, I've tested that and for sure it's true. And one of the things I found so challenging when I was young as a designer and they would they would constantly second guess me or push back. It, it was exhausting. And the truth is, you know, sometimes there's more than one right answer. So yep. the co- clients think that you have the one and only answer. And, um, you know, I don't do anything to dispel that myth now. But when I was younger, I would try to explain, well, we could do this or we could do this or we could do that. And you could just see that that was not comforting to them at all. I know. Yeah, I um I, I totally get that. I, I, I also like your method of presenting the full design to them, not like, okay, let's have a meeting and we're going to get, going to get together and we're going to go over the finishes and then we're going to get together next week and I'll show you a couch and some options because then they get, they don't see the full picture. And then that's where I think they start second guessing. So I, I do, I do really like the, you're not going to say anything. I'm going to give you the big full presentation and it's happened twice. It's like they get it and they go, wow, this is great. Yep. That's great. There might be one small thing, but that's it. There's no like piecemealed things where they're just constantly picking stuff apart. So I, I do like, um, giving them the full presentation, um, you know, like at the end of the design, not like giving them five different design presentations, like concept and schematic and design development and construction documents. Um, sometimes you have to do, well, sometimes you have to do that in commercial, but for uh, residential, I like just taking it and running with it. No, that completely wears them out. And even those clients who kind of don't really understand that you're going to present the whole house at one time, love it when you finally do. Um, because they hear me say that I'm going to, but they think that can't be possible because they've worked with other designers and there were 82 meetings before they got to that point. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, no, the one meeting, one meeting, and then there'll be whatever revisions and then we will order things and we'll execute. And, um, I find again, that higher rate gets those clients who are just serious about getting it done. I want those clients who just want it done. I know that's like me too. It's like, I, I don't want... Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. And I also think that um, having a lower hourly rate or a lower fee means you get a lot of clients. I especially find this with the younger generation, people that are, that are in their 30s, that just want some design direction. And then they'll go off and take it and shop you and go, well, what about this? And then they're emailing you five different sofa options. You're like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> that's my job, you know? So, um, I feel like having the higher hourly rate kind of weeds out that crowd because they don't, they don't want to pay for my service. And that's fine. Cause that's not my, that's personally not my ideal client. So. Right. Somebody else will take that client and have a great time and enjoy that yeah. process and just enjoy the collaboration. I no, Thank you. No, <laughs> not for yeah, me. Yeah. I, don't, for I me. don't enjoy it. Like I like having, <laughs> maybe it's my type A-ness, but like, I like having control. <laughs> so I'm like, just let me do my vision. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want to shop with you. I just, you know, yeah. When we were at High Point, another person who was sitting in the crowd with us was um, a very small crowd, by the way. It was just a circle, a <laughs> round table, um, which is probably why the conversation went so deep so fast. Well, one of the people was Faith Sheridan, and she shared her experience with creating a Google ad and learning about the concept of negative keywords. 
And yeah. you just said um, des- the client who's looking for design direction. And I'm thinking, oh, I think I would have to add that to my negative keywords. I don't oh, want yeah. someone who's looking yeah. for design direction. I want somebody who's looking for someone to complete their entire house. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people who want, they just want quote unquote help. And it's not that they, and they don't want full service and that's totally fine. And there's a lot of designers that are great at that. That's actually not my strong suit. I am not an interior stylist. So if somebody wants just help with the finishing touches and picking a rug and art, but working with what they have or just helping them with a picking a chair, that's, that's not me, you know? So, um, yeah. So I, it's like trying to brand yourself as being the full service designer. And I think having that higher hourly rate definitely, you know, is part of that. It's funny. I've said for years that there is a real opportunity for a designer who does not like any of the project management and does not want to be involved in renovations or anything like that to just do consultations. You don't need yep. insurance, right? You do not yep. need all the expensive overhead that you would need if you're running a full service design shop. And if you're doing two, three, four consultations a week, you have zero responsibility, zero liability, and you are providing a service that people will love. It's nothing but feely, you know, feel good all the way. So for people who are afraid to take the helm of a bigger renovation project, that could be a really great way to earn a living. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely not my business model. I, I mean, I kind of really dig the technical drawings and getting into 3d models and stuff. So yeah, but I know, yeah, there's quite a few people that, um, they just like the beginning. They like the human interaction and the connection at the consultation and, um, yeah. yeah, And then, yeah. So before we, uh, started recording, Jamie and I were talking about the fact that her husband trip, which by the way is a super cool name. Has <laughs> he's a... actually, his name is Thomas, but he's the third. So he's triple trip. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I have a nephew who's James Harris, the third. So I think I'm going to have to start calling him trip. Yeah, That's call pretty him good. Trip, yeah. <laughs> um, he also has a super cool job, which is a yacht designer. So I'm like, I'm like, why have you not done a yacht yet? I don't know. I know. I've, I've had a few people ask me that. I don't know why I haven't done it. I, I'm actually not sure. That would be really cool. That might be my next step. It's definitely a different beast. Um, I mean, I think like there's every facet of design has their um, niche. Um, and I think there are designers that, only do yachts. Um, um, so yeah, but no, that'd be cool if I got asked. So I'll put that out there in the universe. If I get asked. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe tonight when you're lying in bed next to you trip, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'll be like, Hey, (laughs) let's make this happen. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, a lot of their, his boats were like performance or racing yachts and stuff. So they're not really, um, super into the interior design. It's more like we got to sleep a crew of four in the tightest spot possible so that we can race across the Pacific in the fastest time possible. So, um, yeah. I'm thinking that, um, yacht people of which I am not one. You can tell just by (laughs) the way I say it. Clearly I'm not a yacht people, Uh, but I'm thinking that yacht people must have multiple vehicles. So those are their performance boats, but don't they have like a vacation catamaran that they cruise around, uh, Barbados with? Yeah. I mean, some of them do. It's, I mean, yes, most of them, if they have a racing one, they also have like a non 
racing one. Yeah. So Okay, I'm too invested in this. I'm like trying to live <laughs> vicariously through Jamie. Uh and I want to do a yacht. Like, come on. That's pretty cool. It's I, I just never have and I think it'd be super fun. The other thing I want to do is I want to do an airstream. I just would love to do a big I airstream know. trailer. Yes. Um Tripp's parents just bought a huge camper. And I was like, man, they should have bought an Airstream because they're so cool. I would love to get like an old one and just like gut it and make it super cool. I've seen mm. a couple of blogs about that, people doing it. I think that'd be neat. Yeah. Start with a camper. Start where you yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm excited for you. Will you do us a favor? Will you come back and check in with us once you've done a flat fee in residential and tell sure. us how it went? Yes, I definitely will. If, definitely. if you can come within $125 on your first residential project, <laughs> I'm thinking you've got some kind of magic that we all need to know about. Because that's I know. I, that's it was kind close. of crazy. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm within $1,000, uh, I'm really happy. I, I feel like that's a really good uh, job. Yeah. Well, okay. So $125, all right. I, yeah, the whole thing's gone really well. I keep thinking like, okay, something's going to happen that's bad I don't know because it's gone really well so no 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 I think you know I just think you're ready Jamie I think you you knew that this was your chance to come out of the gate in a really strong way and so you took some steps to educate yourself and then you had courage and you had faith and you did what you knew you should do I yeah I know I like yeah thank you (laughs) I like hearing it from somebody else because yeah sometimes I have to you know, you're your own worst critic. So it's nice to kind of, Oh, it's so true. I have to like pat myself on the back and be like, that was good, Jamie. Good job. No, so. you, you could have delayed yourself by a decade. Had you cut that fee down, it could have taken you a decade to just get back where you were. But the problem is you would never get your confidence back because you would always know that you had done that. So yep, yep. I'm, I'm excited for you. I hope uh, you'll be mentoring other designers in your neighborhood I know. I mean, I'm, I'm my old career. I used to mentor people. I think because I got, uh, you know, I think you've had to have gone through it to realize, um, you know, what you did wrong. But it's like in my old career, I just gave, I got whatever salary they deemed to give me. And I realized that people were making more. And I was like, making more than me? I'm your manager. Why are you making more than me? Um, and I was like, because I never asked for it. So, right. yeah, so I got to ask for it. Yep. Well, I'm glad uh, you were willing to come on the show after we uh, failed to record your first interview. So <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You have an open invitation to come back anytime. And uh, I'm super excited to see that yacht you designed one day. So I come know. on, get on one that. Day. I know. Yes. All right. I'll put that on my 2020 goals, maybe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community. If you love what we do, please show your support by subscribing to the podcast and rating our efforts. Remember, you can be a part of the podcast by sharing your comments, ideas, and questions via the BOD hotline at 416-780-9187, extension 107, or by sending an MP3 file to info at businessofdesign.com. And when you're ready to transform your business and your life, sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.